Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants podcast. Let's go. Welcome you to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants, presented to you by Double E TV. What's going on, Mike? Not much, man. What's good? Going, going pretty good, man. How was your Thanksgiving? Pretty good, man. Uh, just uh, got a chance to spend some time with the family, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, always grateful for the opportunity to, you know, spend time with family. So yeah, it was good. What about you? Yeah, man. I uh, just came back from Florida. Uh, same thing. You know, had a chance to spend time with my cousin and his wife and my wife. So, you know, we had a good time, man. That's what's up. Yeah, man. So we'll start it off with hip hop news. We got the uh, Grammy nominations for Best Rap Album. Uh, this year, they nominated Drake, CLB, Kanye West, Donda, Nas, King's Disease 2, J. Cole, The Offseason, and Tyler, the creator, call me if you get lost. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, about the list? And if you had to take a guess, who you think is going to uh, take take it home? Uh, I mean, I think it's uh, – I know the Grammys gets a lot of uh, flack for not necessarily uh, putting hip-hop acts or really giving hip-hop acts their flowers. But uh, I think they did a good job, and this is two years back-to-back, but I think they've really done a, a solid job with picking the list of uh, people for Best Hip Hop Album. And uh, I don't really know who I would say. I mean, I'm part, I'm kind of partial to all of those albums, honestly. Uh, you know, uh, specifically, mainly uh, Tyler's uh, Caught Me If You Get Lost. The off season and King's Disease too. Now I like Donda and uh, CLB as well, not as much as those, but uh, I'm I'm kind of partial to all of them. I would not be surprised if Kanye won just because of uh, what he did sonically with that album, and you know, uh, just a lot of the different elements that he was able to uh, add to it to what uh, is a, what isn't traditionally looked at as a hip hop album. I think in most cases. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, when we did our review, uh, one of my critiques was that I felt like it didn't feel like a hip-hop album. But regardless, you know, it definitely had its hip-hop element. So I could see Kanye winning. Uh, I could see Tyler winning. Uh, if I'm a guess, I'll go with Kanye, though. What would you think? Um, you know, like, like we discussed, you know, this is uh, two years in a row. They did a good job, especially the last year. They have Freddie uh, included for uh, Alfredo with, with Alchemist and having Royce uh, nominated. That was a good look la- last year, along with D Smoke. This year, uh, I think the list is pretty good. I think they probably left maybe an album or two off that I thought probably could have been nominated. If I had to guess... Um, if I had to guess, I'll probably agree. Uh, they maybe Kanye would get it, but I don't think he should win it this year. Um, for me, honestly, I think Nas should go back to back. I mean, um, but 
it would shock me though if they gave it to J. Cole. I mean, not that his album is not good, it's just it, it's really good, but just to trump those albums, it, it would shock me. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, either way, you know, it's a win because all those projects are are, are great. Um, me personally, I would love to see Nas go back to back, but um, I think the album who I wouldn't give it to, in my personal opinion, would probably be uh, CLB. I would probably agree with that. Out of all of those, uh, it's probably my least favorite out of all five. Uh, and once again, that's not a knock on Drake. I mean, I just feel like uh, it's very similar to most of the projects that he's done in the past. And, uh, but Drake is a hit maker. So, you know, at the same time, I understand why I was nominated. So we'll see right. what happens. Uh, but I think all in all, it was a good list. Yeah. And same thing, you know, I'm not taking a shot at Drake. You know, I just think that those other albums have, for me personally, just have more of, of an impact. Um, and, but, you know, Kanye has won 20, man, I think he's won like the most Grammys of any, I mean, he's won more Grammys than Stevie Wonder. So it's like, um, you know, to not win, is not the end of the world. You know, we've been nominated those many times. Oh yeah, for sure. It, yeah, we'll keep it moving. Uh, we got versus, man. Uh, we'll recap uh, Shaka Khan versus Stephanie Mills. What were your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, all in all, it was great to see both of them out there doing their thing. Obviously, versus, uh, you know, on the hip hop side can be very competitive, but uh, when we're dealing with R and B, a lot of times we see it, we tend to see it be a lot more civil. Um, this I think was an example of that. Uh. Stephanie was incredible. Uh, her voice was incredible. Uh, I thought she nailed it and definitely uh, brought a, not, a lot more notoriety to her and, and her music, her catalog. Um, Shaka was definitely not, uh, this was definitely not the best Shaka Khan that we've seen. And uh, there's a lot of uh, speculation as to why that possibly was. I'm not going to really get into all of that. But uh, it was nice to see uh, Shaka's daughter on stage with her singing some songs. And it was nice to see Stephanie uh, help Shaka in some situations by uh, singing some background vocals for her and just kind of, you know, the two women encouraging each other and, and doing their thing. So I thought that was dope. Yeah. What you think? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, when we originally had make the pick who we thought was going to win, I mean, obviously I think Shaka probably has the bigger hits, but Growing up in my house, I mean, my mom used to play the, just, just everything it was just Stephanie Mills. So, you know, it, it didn't shock me, you know, the way it turned out. I think I said, you know, same, I said the same thing about Kane and, and uh, KRS-One that I thought, you know, KRS-One would win, but it wouldn't shock me if Kane did because of his impact and how, how great of a performer he is. And I thought it was kind of similar to uh, this one. I thought maybe... Uh, Shaka was probably the original pick for people, but you know Stephanie is definitely a, a silent sleeper, man. She is uh, incredible, and yeah, you know uh, I don't know what's going on with uh, Shaka. I mean, she's a legend. Um, you know, she's been in the game for a long time. Um, you know, who knows? You know, I don't know if it's a health issue or just kind of uh, kind of burnt out from years of performing or whatever, but, you know, it was good to see, you know, Stephanie hold her down and 
you could tell they have like a true friendship and a genuine um, respect for one another. But, you know, it's great for Swiss and them to kind of, you know, change it up from time to time. And not everything is just, you know, rap, but, you know, mix in some, uh, you know, like they did the Ozzy Brothers and Earth, Wind and Fire to kind of, you know, give us that whole dynamic because, you know, so many of those um, groups like the Ozzy Brothers, you know, Ice Cube and Snoop and so many people have sampled them and um, Through the Wire, you know, Kanye sampled Shaka. So all that stuff has a, a big impact in uh, hip hop music as well. But, you know, it's great anytime that we can honor the uh, legend. So all in all, it was a good night. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. We are coming up real close on uh, Bone versus uh, Three Six Mafia. So, kind of looking at uh, how things have been going. You know, possibly uh, how we just discussed Shaka and Stephanie Mills, or Big Daddy Kane and and Kara's One, or how people was talking about the locks and, and Dipset. Does that kind of give you a more uh, broad? approach of how maybe this night could go maybe catalog wise on paper it may look like you know three six but in some other things about bone that we're not taking into equation what are your thoughts on, on this upcoming verses well um i think last thought you mentioned that uh bone just ability to really rap well right and to be able to put on a great uh stage performance with their rapping ability could be a factor. Yeah. Uh, kind of similar to the how it was with the locks and Dipset. Mm -hmm. And I could definitely see that uh, being a factor. I think they're uh, definitely, and this is not to take anything away from 3-6 Mafia, but as far as the skill set that Bone Thugs and Harmony have, I think their uh, skill set uh, works good in a versus situation considering the competitive nature that that type of scenario can bring. Right. But uh, just overall, I think the uh, the hit and the uh, the uh, the star power of uh, of 3-6 Mafia could be what separates this thing. I mean, you know, they have so many huge hits. Uh, hits with UGK, uh, mm -hmm. hits with... Uh, 8-Ball and MJG, others, you know, Southern Legends, and just songs that are um, really just staples, especially in Southern hip-hop. So mm -hmm. I think the different contrast of styles, you know, is really going to be what the, uh, determines this, whether, uh, whether people want more rapping or whether people want more energy. And I definitely think 3-6 uh, will bring an energy that would be hard to match. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, man, I remember, you know, when Bone came out, oh, my goodness. I mean, it was just uh, undeniable. Uh, I, I mentioned in the last pod, it's kind of like puts me in the middle because um, you know, I'm from the South, but I spent a lot of time in the, in the Midwest living in Columbus, Ohio, which is not too far from Cleveland. So, obviously, you know, with Bone being from the Midwest, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think this one's gonna be hard to call. I mean, it's kind of like a kind of like a boxing fight. You know, you got two great fighters who could go either way. Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if either pulled it off. I mean, I don't want to kind of like be on the fence all the time whenever I'm making pit picks or whatever. But I really think it could go either way. Um, it just depends what your style of taste is. I mean, probably in today's 
uh, era of music and what's more popularized these days, I would probably lean towards, you know, 3-6 because of Bone being kind of more rapidly rap or whatever. But still, I mean, you can't take anything away from Bone's impact and their music is, is legendary. So uh, I think I'm going to go with Bone. I'm gonna go with three six, uh, mainly because of what you said about uh the listeners and the crowd. Uh, yeah. I think today's uh standard for rap is definitely not the same that it was uh in the, let's say the early '90s or even the mm-hmm. early 2000s, and I think that that will play a factor in this whole thing. And I think that uh, just like I said, the energy that three six has on their records and uh. It's, it's just hard to duplicate. And I'm not really sure that Bone will have any kind of answer for that. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, will 3-6 have an answer for what Bone does extremely well? But I don't know. We'll have to see. But I'm yeah. going to roll with 3-6 on this. Okay. And what's going to be interesting, too, is, like, for example, uh, you know, obviously with Easy being, um, you know, passed away, um, deceased or whatever maybe they may have a son do his verse so it's going to be interesting you know what features uh what guest appearances are gonna uh you know appear in the particular show and then also i think location is going to play a big factor as well where is this where is this going to happen at you know we got you know the south midwest they're going to do it somewhere like la where it's kind of more of a neutral ground so it'd be interesting to see how it turns out, but I think uh, some of that stuff c- kind of plays a part into it. How um, how uh, Kane and Big Daddy, you know, Big Daddy Kane and Karis One, how they had like a lot of guest appearances and stuff like that. I think that'd yeah. be good to see. For sure. Yeah, uh, man. You know, we had recently uh, on Drink Champs, uh, Ghostface Killer and Raekwon, uh, and they were talking about. Uh, possible verses, and they mentioned the locks. So what were your thoughts about that? Uh, I think that would be amazing. Uh, at this point, I don't really know if the locks has the motivation to come back outside for another versus, especially considering that it hasn't been that long that they did uh, their verses. And, uh, you know, Jadakiss really has been riding, and not really him, not just him, Styles and Sheik as well have really been riding uh, the success of that versus for for basically the whole year, you know? Mm. And uh, and I think they've really capitalized on the, on that moment and, uh, and solidified their names even more to some fans. But uh, I think Ghost and Ray versus The Locks would be incredible, honestly. Uh, I'd love to see it. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, That'd be the third time for for Jadakus, uh, and, and that's not you know it's not a knock on Jada. I love Jada. Jada is incredible, but I mean it's too many other people that need to be honored uh, for us to kind of go down that hole where we're just kind of getting the same people over and over. I think if not, even though stylistically it's a little different, but if not, why not Method Man and Red Man? That, you know, it's funny that she said that. I was actually just thinking that. Uh, Ghost and Ray versus Red and Meth will be fire. Yeah. 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 It would be incredible, man. I would personally enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And um, also, man, we got Styles, P, and Havoc. They announced a joint album called Wreckage. Uh, what were your thoughts about that? 
Uh, well, Style C, a legendary member of the locks, uh, as we were just mentioning, uh, Havoc, a legendary member and a producer for Mod Um, You know, uh, two great MCs, uh, mm-hmm. two very talented guys, legends in the game. Uh, together for a joint album, I think it should be incredible. Honestly, uh, Havoc beats are very dope. He's been dope for a while with yeah. the production. Styles is a great rapper, and Havoc's got ours too. Don't sleep on Havoc's rapping ability. Right. So, um, I definitely think, uh, and I hope we get. I hope it's not just a uh, you know Havoc production and Styles P rapping. I'd be fine with that, but you know I would like to hear Havoc rap some too. So, um, so yeah, I think it's gonna be dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, you know, these days, obviously, and, you know, and well-deserved, you know, uh, all the love that we show to Hit Boy and, you know, Hit Boy is doing this thing and you got so many other great producers in the game. But, you know, Havoc is definitely someone that, you know, deserves his flowers because he's been putting it down for a long time and he's made anthems. I mean, just incredible you know bangers over the years and you know like you said not just from a producing standpoint but you know his, he got bars as well so yeah i think this has the potential to uh, you know be a classic yeah i agree man i, I agree 100 yeah and we'll close out our hip-hop news uh with young Dolph, man um just everything that's going on with it and uh the blowback, you know, what were your thoughts about, uh, you know, his passing and, and all the, uh, you know, things um, surrounding it? Well, yeah, uh, I'm sure everyone uh, has heard by now about the situation. Uh, he was killed uh, in his hometown of Memphis. And, of course, that's a terrible situation. You know, I know what he meant to the city of Memphis. I'm not extremely familiar with his music, but I am aware of him. and have have been aware of him for quite some time. So, you know, just the uh, the blow that that is to the city of Memphis, I think it's just, you know, it's huge. And, you know, of course, uh, things like this happen, you know, in hip hop, unfortunately. We never want to see things like this happen, but it's a it's a part of the game, unfortunately. And um, you know, I just uh for us at the Sleeping Giants podcast, we extend our thoughts and prayers to his wife, his children, and the rest of his family as they're grieving. Obviously, like I said, it's a terrible situation. You never want to see anything like that happen. And, um, yeah, just thoughts out to him, to his people. Yeah. You know, I, I want to say something, man. Um, you know, it's real interesting, you know, anytime we have someone that passes away and um, – you know, obviously from the uh, media outlets, you get all the condolences and rest in peace and all this type of stuff. And uh, yeah, I know T.I. had caught some flack uh, recently talking about ego played a part in some of this. Um, but at the same token, it's like, but when does the media take any type of responsibility, you know, as far as playing Having, having like some balance on on the radio. I mean, it's like, you know, for example, I, I you know, I love Megan. You know, Megan is an incredible artist, but at the same token, we have other great female MCs like Lil Sims. You've never heard a Lil Sims uh, song on the radio recently or whatever. So it's like, 
I mean, and that's not a knock on Megan. I mean, she's incredible and she deserves her flowers and deserves what she has worked hard for. But, you know, instead of playing Megan 50 times a day, how about player 40 and give little Sims 10 spins? You know, it's like, where's the responsibility from the program, like directors to kind of balance the uh, the message, you know, and give, you know, some of this, uh, you know, because we, we review a lot of great music every week from people like D Smoke and Mick Jenkins and all these different, you know, incredible lyricists or whatever. None of those guys deserve some uh, shine or whatever. And uh, I'm not saying, you know, like you, I'm not really familiar with all of Dolph's music, uh, really any of it. But at, you know, I'm not saying that he was putting out negative stuff or whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, but there's a lot of stuff that we turn on the radios about twerking or I kill a nigga and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, you got dope lyricists and dope MCs is doing some, you know, great stuff and they don't get like any shine whatsoever. So to me, the media has got to kind of step it up and the program director has got to do a better job, man. They got to put their foot down and let the, uh, you know, um, shareholders or the powers that be kind of know we got to have more balance. I mean, I agree, but all of these things are by design. And I mean, you worked in the television business for mm-hmm. a while. I obviously worked in the television business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff that airs, whether it's radio, TV, it's programming and it's pre-programmed before mm-hmm. uh, the day, before the actual program airs, all of this stuff, especially in radio, I think if I'm not mistaken, your whole playlist for your set, depending on how long it is, has to be pre-approved before you can even play it. So mm-hmm. that just goes to show the uh, the level of uh, impact that the higher ups have on what's actually played and what actually gets listened to. So, um, but at the same time, we're in a stage uh, where you know, Spotify and SoundCloud and YouTube and all of these other avenues right. uh, spawn stars as well. So, you know, yeah. uh, the plus is that uh, you don't necessarily have to go the traditional route to get mm. known nowadays. But right. I definitely agree with uh, your sentiment. And I think that uh, there should be more pressure put on these uh, on these radio stations and these uh, even the stations that... Uh, the television stations that play music videos still, there should be more pressure on them to have some diversity within their playlist. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to young Dolph, man. And, you know, our thoughts and prayers, you know, definitely with his family and, and his children. Absolutely. Rest in peace. Yep. Uh, we'll transition, man, to album reviews. Uh, Great list. Great list this week. Uh, I enjoyed uh, each project. Uh, we started off with Joel Ortiz autograph. What were your thoughts? Uh, I really enjoyed this project. Uh, strong project, top to bottom. Uh, somewhere in the middle, I thought he had a couple of tracks back to back that uh, kind of took a little bit of the momentum overall out of this project. Um, because Five, six songs in, I'm thinking this could possibly end up in my top 15, top 20 list. And there were a couple songs, not that I thought that they were bad songs, but uh, maybe just the placing of the songs, I think kind of take a, took a little bit away from uh, from the overall feel of the album. But I understand his point in putting those songs on the album as well. Mm-hmm. Um, had features with uh, Crooked Eyes, I Had a Prince, and a few others, uh, that I'm not very familiar with. My uh, 
highlights would be In My Feelings, Uncle Chris Carr, Housing Authority. I think that was the one with Crooked Eye. Day, mm-hmm. uh, Masked Up, uh, Holy Ghost. I think that was the one with Sci High. Uh, Love is Love, which he glutes, which we spoke on the previous pod, was fire. And I like OG a lot. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, all in all, I thought it was a dope project. Uh, despite, you know, one or two songs that I felt like maybe, you know, just weren't, you know, the strongest on the project. But it was still good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it, too. I thought it was kind of interesting that... um Throughout most of it, he really didn't have like many uh like hooks of him like doing the hooks. It was kind of like uh I don't know, like uh I don't know, like it's kind of hard to um explain, but kind of like the music was like the hook or whatever, uh on quite a few songs. But yeah, I mean Joel, you know, from a bar standpoint, he did an incredible job. So yeah, I mean, you know, great lyricist, you know, he's barred up always. Uh, the highlights for me would be uh, In My Feelings, uh, Housing Authority featuring Crooked Eye. And, you know, Crooked Eye and Joel did an EP called Heart uh, earlier in this year. Maybe it was like late last year. It's an incredible project. And normally, if you get on the song with Crooked Eye, it's very hard to top him anytime that he does a verse. But I'm going to give that one to Joel. I thought Joel kind of. He got busy. I mean, that may have been like his best verse on the album. He went crazy on that one. Uh, One Day was a highlight for me. Uh, Lifeline and going through it. But my favorite song on the album was Therapeutic. I thought that was incredible. Uh, So, yeah, overall, man, it was a great project. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'd be working on some visuals uh, for the uh, project as well. For sure. All right, man. Next up, we got Two Chains with Bride of Tony EP. I'll start this one off. Um, it's kind of like a, you know, a lot of artists are doing this now where they kind of like chop up songs or whatever and make like an EP out of it. Uh, so that's kind of like what this was. But highlights for me would be Riverdale Road. Uh, good Drink it was an incredible record with uh, him uh Gucci Mane and Quavo but my favorite song on this project man I think this came off the previous album that he dropped this year is Vampire that's mm-hmm. incredible man I mean that's like uh like two chains in his bag I like the stuff he was talking about on it and uh you know two chains has been very active this year you know doing a lot of uh collaborations with you know most of the guys in Griselda and you know and He's just one of those guys, man, that he just enjoys rapping. I mean, even though he's got opportunities for like other business ventures and he does that, but he just he's still excited about rapping. And I uh, definitely got that type of uh, vibration listening to this project. Yeah, for sure. Um, For me, uh, like you said, it's an EP of a six song. Uh, Features with Wayne Drake. Uh, I think Wayne and Drake were on the same song. I think right. that's how I do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Quavo, as you said, on Good Drink. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign, if I'm not mistaken, on uh, Girl's Best Friend. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and those are pretty much my highlights. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a vibe. I do it. Uh, featuring Wayne and Drake. Vampire, mm-hmm. as you said, was a great track. Mm-hmm. 
good drink with Gucci and Quavo and uh girls best friend with Todd Dollar Sign. So uh I liked it. It was you know, an E P so not very long, but uh but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Next up we got the baby back on my baby Jesus ish uh again EP. Um yeah, man. I mean, you know, again, it's an EP. It's, it's short. Uh, but, you know, he still made, like, an impact, you know, even though it was short. It was interesting. I was listening to this on my way to um, Florida, and uh, my wife was listening to it, and uh, and she credited his, his vocals. Like, you know, I want to, you know, give, definitely give a shout-out to whoever mixes his music, man, because it's like, like, his vocals are just incredible you know just the way it just kind of really stands out over the track and the way he just gets busy uh highlights for me would be uh draws uh roof and look like something yeah um not too much to add uh had a feature with kodak on here a feature Mm -hmm. with 21 savage right uh the highlights are sticked up uh draws and look like something. Mm-hmm. And I think uh look like something was the track with 21 Savage, right? Um let me make sure. I think that was the last track. I could be wrong. Yeah. Or maybe that was the last track and that was the one with 21 Savage. Right. Yeah, it looked like something it's in by himself. Sticked up was sticked up is with 21 Savage. Sticked up, yeah. Sticked up, I think, was probably the best song on the project, in my opinion. Uh, I thought the beat was was great. Uh, mm. I thought they both did a great job with the rapping, and um, yeah, just a solid. You know, like you said, the EP uh, even shorter than uh, Two Chains EP. A lot of these songs were no longer than uh, I, I think there may have been one three minute song on the whole project, if that. Right. So very long, just a short EP, but it was good though. Like you yeah. said, still making make an impact. So right. Yeah, man. And bro, like when you listen to uh the baby project, man, those 808s be knocking hot heavy, you know, like real heavy. So yeah, shout out to him, man. Uh next up, man, we got Megan the Stallion. It's almost like she kind of to me kind of played off the uh Montel Jordan something for the honeys, but this is one is something for the hotties. Uh so what were your thoughts about this project? Uh now, this is my first full-length uh, Megan project. I've heard several songs from her before, uh, possibly even a mixtape in the past, uh, or at least some songs from a mixtape. But this is the first uh, project that I've actually sat and listened to all the way through. Um, a lot of the songs were freestyle, so that was cool in the sense that, uh, you know, it just gives you, really just showcases her rapping and her rapping ability without necessarily being... Uh, a super serious song. So I, I appreciated that. That was cool. Uh, highlights for me, Megan Monday freestyle, mm. out of town freestyle. Uh, Megan's piano was dope. Uh, all of it. Uh, Kitty Cat with the Me So Horny uh, sample was crazy. Fine. fine. Yeah, fine. Like crazy. Yeah, so that's dope. definitely dope. Uh, uh, Tina Snow interlude, Let Me See It. Uh, Freakend. Bless the booth and uh Bagos, I thought was was kind of interesting as well. Like something it was slightly different from what I expected from her. Yeah. So that was 
Um, man, Megan's got some hilarious bars too. Uh, <laughs> I love that you know she uh, you know, especially to be as big as she is, like that she shows her personality through her music. Like she raps about anime, pop, Pokemon, and you know just uh some of the bars. Like I think uh, one of the lines on one of the songs was like. She said the favorite thing about the dude was his neck and <laughs> she laughing, man. Like yeah. I can't help but laugh at that. That's hilarious. Um, and I think you had said recently that you laugh at a lot of Wayne's bars. I know right. Wayne getting me with some of these bars too. He catch me off uh off guard and I can't do nothing but laugh. Uh, I, I I need the, I need the Wayne and Megan track. I think that'd be mad interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. I, I mean, yeah, it's crazy, man. I was uh, I think I was doing pull ups one day, and Wayne said something so crazy, man. I almost fell off the bar, man. I said, "This dude tripping, man." I believe it. Yeah, but Megan's kind of similar. Yeah, you're right. You know that is a good comparison. I mean, it's a lot of bars and a lot of uh. So, you know, I always joke about Wayne and Megan, you know, it's like, hey, whoever they land down with, I hope they can live up to expectation because they talk a lot. Of, you know, they talk real spicy about what they can do in the bedroom or whatever. Um, but, yeah, you know, the you know, it's a good project. Um, I think this is more like a like an album she made for fans, not necessarily like a quote unquote studio album. Uh, but the highlights for me would be uh, Megan Monday Freestyle. I thought that was fire. Um, Southside, Forever Freestyle, Warning, Kitty Cat, Opposite Day. And I think my favorite song on this album was uh, Bagels. You know, she uh, definitely went in on that one. And, uh, yeah, overall, man, you know, she she definitely uh, can, can spit. You know, rapping is not the problem. I just wonder... You know, content, you know, I just want to eventually kind of, you know, hear some things beyond just, you know, sex or whatever. But, you know, but she's an incredible uh, artist for sure. Definitely. Yeah, she definitely shows she can rap and her production uh, is, is usually top notch. So that I think that makes for, you know, a very good showing on whatever project she drops. Yeah. Also, I, I give her a lot of love for what she did, too. She definitely... uh you know, make sure that she put on for Houston. You know, she definitely had a lot of uh, love for Houston shown and talked about Houston a lot on, on the project. I'm glad you mentioned that. I thought it was dope that uh, some of the OGs, you know, came through for some of those interludes to uh, mm -hmm. co-sign her. That was yep. dope. Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, Bond and um, she had um, uh, One Juicy. Some of everybody, yeah, yeah. some of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Last but not least, we got Snoop Presents Algorithm. Uh, what were your thoughts about this? This is a compilation album. Uh, 25 songs. This was a pretty long project. Mm. Uh, but I enjoyed it overall. Uh, now, Snoop wasn't on all of these songs, so I don't want to give anybody the impression that he was. Like you said, uh, it was a compilation album, so some of the songs uh, he is on some of them he's uh not on. Wow. Uh there's tons of features on this thing, man. Uh Dave East, Usher, Eric Bellinger, Smoke, uh not Smoke, D Smoke. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I almost said Smoke Dizzle. Uh, uh -huh. D Smoke with Khalifa, Redman, and Method Man, Blast, YK Osiris, Fab, some of everybody on this. Uh yeah. overall I liked it though. I thought it was uh, very well put together. 
production was fire. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, highlights are all right. New oldie, make some money, applying pressure, go to war, uh, GYU for gas you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Subwoofer, obviously, we talked about that one on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inspiration, I thought was a really dope track. Yeah. Uh, Murder Music, obviously, we talked about that one on the previous pod as well. Uh, Diamond Life, uh, I think that was the one with Mary J. Blige with yep. Fire. Mm-hmm. And um, Steady, and that was the one with uh, D Smoke and with Khalifa. So, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the majority of this project. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's an incredible project. Um, you know, it's great to see, you know, Snoop kick off, you know, what he wants to do with, um, uh, you know, his run, uh, with Def Jam, um, shooting a lot of visuals for it, for sure. I, I saw him, um, uh, like a little snippet of what they're shooting with the, um, make some money music video and then the, uh, go to war with blast that music video is out. It's real dope video, uh, highlights for me, uh, no Bama weed. Uh, new oldie, uh, make some money, incredible, you know, uh, fabulous and Davies did the thing on there, and then Snoop kind of closed it out. Uh, anxiety, I like that record a lot. Go to War might be my favorite record on on here, but it's, it's incredible. Uh, song, murder music, uh, qualified, I like qualified a lot, and then obviously, as you said, uh, steady with uh, D Smoke and Wiz, and it's one song on there too. Uh, everybody dies. I think yeah. that's Snoop. I think that's Snoop's daughter singing that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Chalk. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, man. It's it's an incredible project. Um. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for uh, you know what Snoop's gonna do at, at Def Jam, and obviously we had talked in the last pod about him signing uh, Benny the Butcher as well. Mm-hmm. Man. Um. Real quick, you had mentioned uh, that Go to War track with Blast. Yeah. Man, Blast is incredible. Every time I hear this dude, like it's fire. Yeah, I, I can't think of a bar that I've heard from this dude in a song that wasn't good. Like it's he's really good. So y'all be out on y'all be out on the lookout for Blast if you haven't already heard of him. Like he's gonna be big soon. I can see it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, he was also that's him on brunch on Sundays with on the King's that's, Disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blast doing his thing, man. Thanks. All right, man. We got new music of the week. So we had a good list this week. Uh, we'll start off. We got Method Man. Man, Method Man got in his bag on that new old school. I mean, it's a short song, but um, I just kind of like how Method just kind of, um, just, is, just him as an MC is just incredible. I mean, his breath control, his punchlines, his, his structure. And Method is just probably, um, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, when everybody has these lists that they talk about and stuff like that, man. But Method Man should definitely be somewhere in people's lists, I think. Absolutely. Uh, I like the track. Uh, this production was different, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was dope. It wasn't typically the type of beat that I would expect to hear Method Man on. But it was still dope. Uh, lyrically, he definitely did his thing. And uh, yeah, fine track. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, next up, man, we got Kanye West. He finally releases the Donda Deluxe. Um, gonna get a chance to uh, listen to it again because of he kind of like re 
structured the uh, song list or whatever. So the original songs are kind of like re resequenced or whatever. Uh, but I do know that him and, um, you know, he kind of like retouched up his verse. He did with the uh, Andre track. Uh, but man, Andre, oh my goodness, man. That's like, um, that may be like the best verse on that album, man. I mean, Andre really got, got loose and just did his thing. But yeah, man, you know, I look forward to uh, finishing up this Donda Deluxe and kind of listen to the restructure of it. So what were your thoughts about him finally putting that out? Yeah, uh, I mean, when I looked at the track list, I didn't really see, like you said, uh, it was restructured mm-hmm. in some ways, but I didn't really see uh, very much that was added on. But I did listen to uh, the Life of the Party track. That's the Andre track again. And as you mentioned, uh, his verse was different from the verse that we heard on the leak track. So that was cool to uh, see a different verse on that. Um, I haven't finished the entire project, the deluxe yet, but uh, I'll definitely get to it in the next couple of days, and maybe we'll talk more about that on the on the, on the the next pod. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up, we got Freddie Gibbs, Black Illuminati featuring Jadakiss. Bro, <laughs> you know, the video is fire. First of all, and uh, Freddie was just, Freddie went crazy, man. And then, you know, at the end, you know, Jada just brought it home as he always does. But yeah, it's, it's incredible uh, project. I mean, incredible song and the uh, visual is, is incredible as well. I agree. Uh, dope production, dope verses from Freddie and Jada. They both snap. Uh, like you said, the visuals fire and just all in all, the fire track. I have nothing to say about this track but fire yeah yeah all right man next up we got uh moray featuring benny the butcher uh what were your thoughts on this one i'm gonna say it once again fire uh, <laughs> moray snapped on this yeah man. he did that might be probably the best verse and this is just my personal opinion mm-hmm. i think that might be the best verse i've heard from moray to this day like he snapped yeah. And of course, Benny, we know Benny, what Benny does. Mm. Uh, and he just did it again. He did, you know, incredible rapping. We know ben, we know Benny, we know Griselda, we know what they do. So uh, it was an interesting collab. I probably wouldn't have seen those two collabing uh, just based on the contrasting styles and, and what they tend to rap about. Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah, man, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Moray, he snapped. I mean, it was um, it, it was crazy. And Benny, um, and Benny snapped too. I mean, I, I liked it also for Benny because it's kind of a different type of beat for him. But I think you're gonna start seeing a lot more of that from from Benny, especially with the uh, signing on, on Def Jam. You're gonna have a lot more um, producers that he's going to start working with, I think, uh, outside of the normal, you know, Derringer and um, Alchemist. And, you know, what's cool is um, we started to see more, um, all of them kind of do this. Uh, Conway, we talked about that on La Machina, how he rapped on some beats uh, that we typically wouldn't see him on. And even the West Side is, is branching out and, and doing some different things uh, with some of the production that he's rapping on. So, yeah, I think it's cool to see them all kind of, you know, break out of the quote-unquote shell that we know them for 
you know, when it comes to their rap style. So I thought yeah. that was dope. Yeah. All right, man. Next up, we got Y3, Get Your Bands Up. What were your thoughts on this one? I mean, a uh, pretty self-explanatory track, you know, Get Your Bands Up. Uh, pretty much tells you what the uh, the song is about and the mind state that uh, Y3 was in when he wrote it. Uh, I really don't have a lot to say about this one. I mean, it's a typical kind of uh, trap type track, uh, you know, but it can definitely be uh, deemed as motivational or, you know, something that uh, can inspire you depending on how you receive it. But um, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cool track. Um, you know, I don't have too much to add to it as well. But, yeah, it was de- definitely a uh, track. You know, you all should definitely check it out. And uh, next up, man, we got Tory Lanez. This was, was was a little different. Was it Lady Namik or whatever? Uh, uh, I'm going to go Namik. Namik, okay, Lady Namik, okay, okay, you're probably right. Uh, yeah, I saw the video too. You know, it's a little, uh, you know, it's different. You know, it's kind of got like this little '80s thing to it, and then uh, that one scene in the video where it was kind of doing the whole Michael Jackson thing and a little knife fight or whatever. He was like in high school and had a Jerry curl, but yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. You know, it was it was, it was a different track. Um, you know, Tori is someone he. Um, you know, whether you like him or, or don't like him, but you have to give him credit that he does take chances as an artist and he doesn't kind of get stuck in doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought it was cool. You know, um, like you said, 80s vibe uh, kind of puts you in the whole uh, prom king, prom queen type of uh, thought process when you're watching a video. Uh, they got like the school pictures and uh, all of that kind of stuff, like you said, uh, even some elements that uh, kind of uh, parody in some ways Michael, some of Michael Jackson's older stuff. So, um, yeah, it was cool. Um, and just the 80s vibe and, and really doing something that uh, that's different from what a lot of people are doing right now. I thought that that was cool. So, yeah, shout out to Tory Lane. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, I know you're going to um, salivate over this one. Uh, Remedy with Method Man, Ghostface, Master Killer, and, and everybody that's on there, man. Tell us about it. Uh, fire, man. Uh, Remedy meets Wu-Tang, tracks called Crazy 8. Uh, like I said, fire track. Kind of puts you in the Wu-Tang vibe. Uh, bars for days. Really just kind of an old school hip-hop head type of track. And, um, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just, bro, you know, anytime you can get, it's almost like a movie with, um, what's the new movie that's out right now with, um, you know, that Jay-Z did the, um, did the verse for the soundtrack. He's on the song with, um, with, um, with Conway and and Jadakus. I'm, I'm not sure the name of the movie. Um, I can't think of it off the top. Yeah, of my I can't head. think of, of it either. But you know, anytime you get them, them many great actors on one movie, you know something magical is going to happen. You know, you got Regina King, Idris Elba. I mean, anytime you can get them type of people on a project, or even like Django, you got Jamie Foxx, Leonardo DiCaprio, Samuel Jackson. I mean, come on. I mean, so 
anytime you get Ghostface and Method Man, these type of people doing something, man, and and now these guys, even even with them being older, they're more seasoned and the pan, you know, they've had more life experiences or whatever, and probably the pressure that they once had of just uh, finances is not a problem no more. They, you know, got a lot to talk about. So just bars and, and music is just uh, incredible, man. So definitely check that project out. It's definitely worth, uh, definitely something to get you um, excited and, and just get you uh, probably, probably even get you a little mad too, because you just want more this type of music, you know, and, you know, again, you know, I, I love trap. I'm not taking nothing away from trap music or whatever, but I definitely love just kind of having like a bi-coastal approach with with music. I mean, with me growing up in the South, I was always a little weird because I was the only one listening to, you know, Buckshot Shorty and Bush Babies and Evil D and stuff like that while you know, everybody else was listening to either No Limit or 8-Ball or MJG and Outkast. And I loved all that stuff, but I always loved the East Coast music as well. And then my dad got me into the, you know, Easy e and Pu Public Enemy or whatever. So I just like diversity when it comes to music, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I just think it's uh, interesting, you know, um, a couple pods we mentioned uh, Raekwon with the whole ice cream. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned RZA with the uh, project that he has with LeBron James. Right. We talked about Inspector Deck uh, on with uh, Doom. Mm -hmm. um, what project? Uh, Ghost and Ray just you know did Drink Champs. Mm -hmm. uh, Method Man has dropped you know two singles, and obviously he's on a uh, Power Book of Ghost as well. Yeah. So it's like all finding ways to continue to stay relevant, and I think that that's so dope. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And then also, you know, shout out to RZA. He's, like, directing movies and stuff. Right. And, you know, uh, acting as well. So, yeah, man, RZA is definitely, um, you know, uh, incredible, man. All right, next up, man, we got R.J. Payne, Bloodsport. Tell us about it. Uh, R.J. went and enlisted of, uh, some battle rap friends for this one. Uh, the likes of DNA, Tay Rock, Marv One. Read Dollars and Averb, uh, eight-minute track, uh, bars on top of bars on top of bars, DNA Spaz, probably one of the best verses, probably the best verse on the track, honestly, and probably one of the best verses I've heard uh, DNA on a track ever, in mm. my opinion. Mm. Uh, Tay Rock's verse was fire as well. Marv won Spaz as well. Uh, Reed and Avert were good too. Uh but just for me personally, uh I I I like DNA, RJ, Tay Rock, and Mars versus uh slightly better, you know. Yeah. But uh all I thought it was a dope trade. Yeah, man. You know, next pod, bro, we're gonna have to come kind of retouch up on DNA versus Los. Kinda oh, yeah. um kind of talk about that. But yeah, I mean DNA is someone I've always um, you know, um you know, liked or whatever. Um, RJ Payne, man, I mean, he's just, um, he's one of those guys, man, you know, he's gonna uh, take risk, but also I like that he loves, like, collaborating. I, I think he likes that 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 energy. You know, he's done a couple tracks like this where he's got, like, 
uh, heavy features. I think we just covered one, right? The one with like Royce and and all that recently. Yeah, so uh, mm. who's on that? Corey Guns, Papu, yeah. uh, maybe somebody else. I might be forgetting, but I know right. those. Yeah, yeah, I think RJ kind of likes these type of songs that he can kind of uh, be uh, competitive on. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's also incredible to see the uh, battle rapper battle rappers outside, and and um, I know some some guys have kind of taken, uh, you know, um, I guess people kind of look at some of them that maybe they can't get on tracks or whatever. Uh, they sound more suited for the uh, stage or whatever. But, yeah, you know, it's great that anytime guys get an opportunity that, that they can get on a track and, uh, you know, and show their skills. Someone as, as incredible as R.J. Payne is like a good thing. Absolutely. And uh, and like you said, I think R.J. Uh, relishes in the uh, in these uh, type moments, you know, just like you said, the competitive aspect and just really being able to do his thing on a high level with mm-hmm. other really skillful and high, highly level talent, uh, highly talented MCs as well. So, yeah, I think we'll see more of this from RJ uh, in the near future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, last but not least, man, we got, was it Oswan Benjamin and Marlon Kraft, Jesus Shuttlesworth? Yes, Oswan Benjamin, Marlon Kraft, and the Poetics, uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth, one of my favorite... Uh, Rap, actually, two of my favorite rappers, uh, Marlon and Oswin. I think they're both incredible. I think they're both underrated, and it was dope to see them do something together. Uh, the track, uh, obviously, in reference to uh, the movie He Got Game, mm-hmm. which uh, Denzel Washington, Ray Allen, uh, and yeah, just uh, man, incredible rapping. Oswin is, is so gifted as a rapper, in my opinion. Marlon. Is is gifted as well, and I thought the hook was really dope. So uh, yeah, just a great track. Yeah, man, uh, I got to get into some more Oswan and, and check him out more. And it's interesting, you know, the title of this song because you know, obviously, with Marlon doing the home court advantage and having mm-hmm. you know songs like Tom Thibodeau and stuff like that, that he must be like a big basketball fan, and and um, you know, he likes to kind of make um, songs that's kind of. Um, that kind of correlates to the uh, NBA or whatever. But, yeah, man, I mean, Marlon is, is dope. And I know we had talked about uh, trying to, like, review uh, one more project from him because he's dropped three this year, and we've already covered two on, on the pod. But, yeah, it's an incredible joint, and, uh, you know, shout out to those fellas. Thanks. All right, man, we got some news, man. And this is, like, some good news we got going on this week, you know, as far as uh, what the rappers are doing or just um, – you know, cultural in general uh, with R&B acts as well, kind of sprinkled in there, doing a lot for the community. And I think it's, you know, good that we can highlight these types of things because obviously anytime there's controversy or someone said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing, that's going to always make news or whatever. But when people do good, it's not always highlighted. So we want to, you know, give some, uh, show some love to what, Everyone did this week, and we started off with the baby in Charlotte, uh, feeding over 100 families, uh, giving out turkeys. I mean, you know, uh, the baby has been through a lot recently, you know, with uh, with uh, the results of uh, or the reaction to uh, 
what was you know said at the Rolling Loud concert. But uh, yeah. as recently, it seems like he has uh you know seemed to get back in some of the public good graces at least. Uh, we spoke a couple weeks ago about Fifty bringing them out during the set at Rolling Loud, mm-hmm. and uh, also about the Rolling Loud tour that was uh, that he received uh, after his talk with uh, with the CEO of that uh, that group. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a group uh, associated with the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, um, with him, you know, helping to feed these families and uh, you know, giving away uh. What was it that you said you gave away? Uh, turkeys. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, with these uh, turkeys in, uh, you know, Charlotte, I think that's a great thing, obviously, uh, for the city. And, you know, I, we said it on previous pods, uh, when you are a person who uh, has a lot and has uh, been uh, blessed with, you know, mm. the ability to have a lot, it's always good to see those type of people give back to their community. So, you know, it's good to see the baby, you know, taking his platform and uh, taking the success that he has and, and spreading, like, love and joy and, and, you know, sharing with his community. So, shout out to the baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, that transitions us into T.I. doing the same thing up in ATL, uh, donates over a thousand turkeys at the 16th annual Thanksgiving giveaway in ATL. You know, I saw the pictures and... You know, definitely looks like, uh, you know, they did a lot, um, you know, taking pictures and, you know, showing some love or whatever. So it was good to see T.I. doing the same thing. I just thought it was dope, you know, as far as you got, you know, the baby doing that in Charlotte and then T.I. where he is. And it's kind of like everyone in their own um, communities, you know, doing something uh, positive. Yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to Tip and Tiny. both staples in uh, Atlanta, you know, both, uh, you know, icons and legends for, you know, whether it be television or, or the mm-hmm. things that they've done in the music world. So, you know, once again, just great to see people who have been uh, blessed, you know, with so much taking the opportunity to give back to those who are less fortunate. And uh, so shout out to Till Piney, the fam, you know, that's real dope. Yeah. Yeah, man. Also, we got Kodak Black. Uh, he gives 5,000 turkeys, 5K and turkeys to the families in Florida while he was in rehab. So, yeah, I mean, even with him, uh, you know, dealing with whatever personal issues he has going on, you know, it's great that him and his team, you know, still wanted to, you know, make sure that they can do some good in the, uh, you know, community for the holiday season. Hey, and, um, uh... You know, Kodak uh, is not a person, uh, you know, I think that gets a lot of uh, shine for these types of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time when we, when Kodak, when we hear his name in the, uh, in the media, either, you know, about something that he did or maybe his music, sometimes it's a uh, legal thing. But uh, right. I had to, to see Kodak, you know, doing like these other people, like the baby, like T.I., you know, and taking his uh his platform and doing something good with it. So shout out to the to Kodak. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, look at that, man. We got Charlotte, Atlanta, and Florida. I mean, so again, you know, and then 
probably wouldn't even have the information on it, but I'm sure, you know, whether it be guys in the West Coast or New York or different states or whatever, M probably did some stuff in Detroit. So it's just great to see everyone wherever they are, you know, doing some, uh, you know, good for for people to, uh, you know, assist them, especially in, in these difficult times we've got going on with, you know, COVID still and some people still kind of being kind of like low on um, resources this year. So it's good to see everybody, you know, spreading love. For sure. All right. Last but not least, we got Candy. Uh, we got Candy Burris. Was it Patterson Fontaine? Partisan Fontaine and Jasa and Jay the Cheese. Jay the Cheese, okay. All right, hosting a turkey giveaway in Atlanta. Tell us about that one. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, Candy has been doing things like this for years. Um, and you know, just uh, her Partisan Fontaine, Jay the Cheese getting together to do something like this in Atlanta is, you know, just another example of people who've been blessed and people who have a platform, you know, taking the opportunity to give back to their community and surrounding areas. So, you know, a uh, shout out to Candy, Partisan Fontaine, Jada Cheese. And uh, I even read uh, recently that Quavo was also giving away turkeys in Georgia. Okay. So, you know, yeah, you know, and uh, even uh, one of my buddies out in the uh, Austin area, I won't um, say his name, for, you know, respect and privacy, because I know he didn't do it for that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, Austin is an area, I'm not sure if you've ever been to Austin. Mm -hmm. Austin is a very nice city, but, you know, there's a very uh, significant uh, homeless rate in Austin. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know he was talking about uh, getting some people together and taking some plates to the homeless people out in the Austin area. And I just thought that that was dope. So, yeah, you know, whether big or small, whether it's someone who uh, has a major platform or someone mm -hmm. who doesn't have very much of a platform at all. When, you know, it's when people take and give out of the kindness of their hearts, I think it should be praised and it should be, uh, you know, something that is publicized, not necessarily to, to, uh, to uh, deify anyone or put mm -hmm. anyone on a pedestal, but to encourage other people and show like, it's cool to help people out. It's cool to do good in your community and to give to people like, you know, right. and I think maybe if other people, especially some of the younger crowd saw people doing like that, doing stuff like that, maybe they would think it was more cool. Too. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah. It makes me think about a couple of friends of mine, you know, they did like some like coat drives or whatever. So, you know, the turkeys are great. But, you know, also with the temperatures dropping and stuff like that, you know, maybe people got some coats or, you know, boots and things of that, that nature to kind of, uh, you know, help out blankets and stuff like that. But, yeah, man, you know, it's good, man, to see, you know, everyone trying to play their part uh, to help out. And, and um, yeah, man, so it's, overall, it was a great week to see all that. Thanks. All right, man, this week we got Artist Spotlight. We got John Connor. Uh, you know, John Connor is definitely <clears throat> someone who's um, been getting busy for a long time, uh, being a uh, listener of Shape 45. I've heard him for years on Shape 45, and I was very uh, excited when the um, Straight Outta Compton movie came out and he had that shine from, from Dr. Dre on it. So what are your thoughts about John Connor, man? Uh, John Connor, uh, very, very dope MC. 
been a fan for over 10 years now. Um, yeah, just a very, very dope MC. But uh, let me just go ahead and get into it. Um, John began songwriting at the age of 10, and obviously his name, John Connor, is a reference to the Terminator movie, uh, for those who may not know. But um, he began songwriting at the age of 10. By middle school, he was selling his own mixtapes out of his backpack in his mom's car, or the trunk of his mom's car, at 14 with his mom's help, and um, through some, some, uh, some other things that he had going on as far as, you know, like I said, uh, odd jobs and uh, and uh, selling his mixtapes and stuff like that. He was able to uh, found his own independent record label called All Varsity Music. And by 16, he had financed the in-house studio through odd jobs, mixtape sales, and different things like that. So uh, to get to his uh, musical, music catalog, uh, <clears throat> In January 2005, he released his first mixtape called The Calling Part One, the prequel. Uh, he followed that up in 2006 with Everybody Hates Connor. Uh, his third mixtape, The Calling Part Two, The Second Coming, was in 2008. Uh, September 29, 2010, he released his fourth mixtape, which was inspired by the TV show Entourage. It's called John Connor as Benny Chase, season one. Uh, and this was right around the time that I first uh, started hearing about John Connor. So for me, uh, I was just, you know, drawn to uh, his rapping ability and his style, his subject matter. Uh, just, uh, he was, you know, not only just a very skillful and, and dope rapper, but thought provoking. Uh, a lot of his lyrics were very mature and uh, just, you know, dope, all yeah. in all. Um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, John Connor as Benny Chase, season one, uh, had that mixtape had a song called The Message on it that was really dope. There was a remix that featured Saigon and Consequence. Uh, it was mostly produced by Connor himself and uh, his music producer, Optics. And yeah, that was when I first really started hearing of John Connor. Uh, July 2011, he released Salvation, which was um, mainly produced by Rob Reef uh, Tulo. If I said your name wrong, please forgive me. Um, but he did a lot of production for 50 Cent and Bad Meets Evil in the past. Uh, the album was met with positive reviews. William E. Ketchum. Of uh, uh, the third of Hip Hop DX stated that Salvation undeniably showcases a sincerity of hunger. I'm sorry, one second. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, yes. So, uh, I'm sorry. William E. Ketchum, the third of Hip Hop DX stated Salvation undeniably so showcases a sincerity and hunger that are tough to find in much of hip-hop today. If John Connor continues to build on the skills that he already has, living up to his fictional namesake shouldn't be so far off, which was a, thought was a great uh, great quote for uh, his feelings of that album. Uh, in December 2012 of 2011, uh, he released his fifth mixtape, John Connor as Vinny Chase uh, season two. And this one featured uh, GLC and Freeway. 
The mixtape garnered 130,000 downloads on Bandcamp in three months. And for under uh, uh, unsigned independent artists, I think that's huge mm-hmm. in itself. Uh, and later that year, uh, 2011, he was in talks with signing with Death Jam as well, but just just didn't happen that year. So <clears throat> February 14, 2012, he released the Blue Album, which is a mixtape of him rapping over um, Jay-Z instrumentals. And he did this uh, a couple times. He had a series called The Best of the World Series. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, the Blue Album was, I think, the first installation of that series. Uh, had instrumentals from the Blueprint, Blueprint 2, Gift and the Curse, and the Blueprint 3. He told MTV he wrote the mixtape in four days. Uh, Adam Fisher of XXL gave the mixtape a positive review, said lyrically Connor is a clever artist that is able to weave words together and astound and astonish without simply relying on punchlines. Connor's lyrics, energy, and microphone presence make every song sound fresh, which is super dope to me. Uh, April 13, 2020, and as you see, uh, a lot of these dates are really close together, so he drops a lot of music, mm-hmm. especially uh, coming up time. Yeah. But um, April 13, 2012, uh, Connor released uh, another uh, installment of the Best of the World series, the People's Rapper LP, and this one featured him rapping over inst- Eminem instrumentals. Uh, it was executive produced and hosted by Don Cannon. Uh, was met with positive reviews. Andres Vasquez of Hip Hop DX deemed the EP worthy. Following the release of the LP, he would tour later that year with Big Crit and a Midwest uh, United States tour. Um, later that year, 20, uh, July 26, 2012, Connor released his eighth mixtape, While You Were Sleeping. Guest appearances from Bun B, Mr. Fab, GLC, Kid Inc., and Killer Kyleon. And now this one uh, was all original uh, instrumentals and it was produced by Connor and his production team, the world's greatest music, Optics and Brinks. Or Bricks, I'm sorry. Uh, Connor called While You Were Sleeping his most introspective work to date. Uh, Edwin Ortiz of Hip Hop DX gave it a positive review. And uh, late in 2012, early 2013, Connor tour with Exhibit, and that led to him meeting up with Dr. Dre. So, <clears throat> July of 2013, Connor released Un- uh, Unconscious State under his label, All Varsity Music. Uh, the album featured guest appearances from Danny Brown, Chris Webby, Freddie Gibbs, Royce the Five Nine, Talib Kweli, and Smoke Dizzle. Uh, production was handled mostly by Connor himself, Mr. Porter, who you know uh, very well, mm-hmm. uh, Brick and Optics. And Mr. Porter, for those who don't know, go ahead and tell tell them who Mr. Uh, Porter. Uh, Mr. Porter, Danon, he's a uh, you know uh, grew up with Eminem, but you know he's a great producer and a member of D12, and uh, been a hype man for Marshall since Proof passed. For sure, for sure. So uh, singles on the album were Michigan Shit, uh, featuring Royce, and Rise Up, uh, featuring Talib Kweli. The album peaked at 35 on the Billboard Top uh, Hip Hop and R&B chart. And number seven on the Billboard Heat Seekers album chart. And in July 2013, <clears throat> Connor revealed that he'd been in the studio with Dr. Dre. Uh, Dre ended up signing Connor in 2013 uh, to Aftermath Entertainment, which was distributed by Interscope. Uh, 
At the BET Cypher in 2013, on September 29th, Connor revealed that he signed with Aftermath and Dr. Dre. And uh, his freestyle at the 2013 Hip Hop Awards was well praised and uh, deemed one of the best of the night by WXL. In March 20, uh, March 18, uh, <clears throat> March 18th of 2014, Connor released another Best of the World series, and this was a surprise mixtape entitled "The Late Registration of a College Dropout Who Had a Dark Twisted Fantasy of 808s to Heartbreak." And I'm pretty sure you can guess who uh, this Best of the World uh, series was for, and of course that will be Kanye West. Uh, it was met with positive reviews. Jordan LeBeau of XXL gave it a positive review, said Connor's mastery of his voice, storytelling, uh, point of view, and sense of humor was great. Uh, he also released another mixtape, another Best of the World series that year, uh, April of April 14th of 2014, and that was Best in the World, a tribute to the Notorious B.I.G. Volume 1. Obviously, he chose to rap on Biggie instrumentals on that one. So uh, that was dope as well. Uh, he was chosen for the 2014 XXL freshman cover. And in January of 2016, Connor released a song called Fresh Water for Flint, highlighting the uh, Flint water crisis. And uh, it was featuring Kiki Palmer on the hook. Uh, and lastly, in May of 2019, Connor revealed that he was no longer signed to Aftermath Interscope and he will be releasing new music independently soon. And he went on a little hiatus uh, after that, and we didn't get a lot of uh, full-length projects, some singles here and there, some tracks, but didn't get a whole lot of full-length projects from him. Uh, he did drop an album uh, last year called SOS that was really good. Uh, didn't didn't really uh, get, I think, the, uh, the uh, attention that it should have gotten, but it was definitely dope. And uh, actually, recently, he just dropped another uh, Best of the World series of uh, Best of the World series mixtape entitled Delirium, where he's rapping over a lot of the popular beats uh, from this year. Some of them are uh, Seeing Green, the uh, Nicki Minaj uh, and Lil Wayne track. He rapped on uh, the Gang Signs track by Freddie Gibb and uh, so many others. So, uh, yeah, shout out to John Connor, a dope MC, a guy who we've seen. He's been working at this for years. Mm-hmm. Despite the downs of the game, he stayed at it, and he stayed true to what he's about as a musician and as an artist. Uh, and, you know, I've been impressed with his skill and uh, just his his ability to rap, you know, ever since I first heard him. So uh, shout out to John Connor. We look forward to uh, – reviewing delirium uh at some point on the pod and and just hoping to hear uh new music from him you know in the near future as well so shout out to john connor yeah man you know definitely uh yeah shout out to john connor and that's big task you know some of those uh artists that you named you know biggie and m and people like that to rap on those beats so shows you you know where his pen is absolutely uh before we close out, man, we want to give our uh, condolences and thoughts and prayers to Pusha T uh, dealing with the passing of, of his mother. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's tough, you know, dealing with the loss of a parent. So definitely our thoughts and prayers with Pusha T. Absolutely. And his brother, No Malice as well. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, also, man, I want to uh, wish happy birthday to Jean Grey. Yesterday was her birthday. Shout out to Jean, man. I love Jean Grey. Yeah, happy yeah, me birthday. too, man. Yeah, yeah, I like Jean as well, man. She's uh, incredible. All right, Mike, man, uh, get ready to shut it down. Um, give everybody your social media information. Okay, so it's Mike Chick, uh, M1C underscore CH3CK. The I is a one, the E is a three with an underscore in the middle. That simple. All right, you can go to Facebook and look for Terrence Hill. Uh, it's on your screen right now. Uh, look me up on Facebook. Be sure to like the page. My Instagram is Terrence Hill the Great. Again, on Instagram, follow me there, Terrence Hill the Great. And my YouTube is Terrence Hill Music. That's all one word, Terrence Hill Music on YouTube. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants. We'll see you on next week. Take care. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Terrence and Mike, the Sleeping Giants podcast. Be sure to visit Double ETV, our website, doubleetv.com. Also, you can go to Double ETV Media on YouTube and subscribe to the page. We have a lot of exciting content and more great projects in development. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.